When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just like that, the final hour is here on this Wednesday edition. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Glad you're with us here across the Outkick Network. You can join Chad in the chat on YouTube. Just search out Outkick while you're there. Subscribe and get all the shows across Outkick's platform right there on YouTube as they go live or on demand with the shows, clips, and so much more. Chad, we're going to get to in just a moment um, new Contract news, highest, highest paid player in the NFL and Justin Herbert, what that means for Joe Burrow, and then what's to come for the Bengals offense based on the money that must be allocated to their superstars and guys they're likely to leave, uh, likely to lose, and they'll leave via free agency sooner rather than later. First, though, Northwestern, that's been the sports headline, the sports topic over the last three or four weeks now. Northwestern and the Wildcat football program they were at the podium today through their interim head coach, David Braun, who's running the program since Pat Fitzgerald was fired uh, at this point with cause and in regards to all the, the, the hazing allegations and now more lawsuits have surfaced. David Braun was at the podium today. The three players they were scheduled to bring chose not to go, uh, knowing that they would be faced with all the questions about the culture within the locker room instead of the upcoming football season. And Braun himself didn't say all that much during a 10-minute opening statement where he focused solely on the here and now and the future and this upcoming season and praising the, the players for how they've handled this behind the scenes and didn't, didn't take a look back, a peek back, and acknowledge uh, the culture. And, and he wasn't there for it. But no one's speaking. This is the ideal situation for Northwestern at Media Days. Because they've got the coach, who's the interim coach, who just got there, who can claim ignorance about everything that happened before he got there this past offseason to Evanston. And they kept their players home. Now, maybe the players did decide, like they said, on their own. They didn't want to do it. But if that was a decision, it was a really beneficial decision for Northwestern University that they decided to do that. Why? All they would have been asked was about hazing. Did they take part in it? Did they see it? Did coaches see it? What do you know about it? How upset are you that Pat Fitzgerald left? What do you think of President Michael Schill? Did he communicate with you after the fact, after he was on Zoom, when he told you the news? These would have been all the questions they would have received. And right now, Northwestern is in a position no media member is going to like it. No fan's going to love it because you want information about things. I get it. But they can rightfully say, because of ongoing litigation, we can't talk about these allegations. Also, we have two different external investigations going on into the status of our own athletic department. So for all of these reasons, and now, by the way, you've got the AD who wrote a book that was problematic with some things he said about women in it now that's, that's surfaced 
is another issue for Northwestern. They need to be silent. That's what the university, that's what any lawyer would tell them to do. That's what the president, I'm sure, Michael Schill, is telling them to do. Be silent. David Braun is the only person who can talk, and all David Braun can say is, guys, I'm just here to coach football. That's why I took the job. I didn't sign up to be head coach, but here we are. We're going to do the best we can with what we have. We got guys here who are working to be good this season, so let's go out and and play some football games. And he can get away with it because he hasn't been there long term. Now, Hutton, the big question is, and the dilemma Northwestern's in right now, how long is this external investigation going to take? I'm guessing it'll be after football season because if you get more info back that current assistant coaches knew about this or took part in it, you got to fire them immediately. And but it doesn't in sound doing like they're, that, they're you're sacrificing that, your season. They're investigating the entire athletic program and how this would be handled in the future or monitored. And then they're also in a side... The, the, the part two of that is they're they're seeing if the athletic program is in alignment with the academic standards. Well, I, I got to find the exact quote, but David Braun was asked about, you know, what what do you say to members of the staff that were there with Pat Fitzgerald for years Yeah, that were around this? And do you expect them to be with you full time? Well, and he he pointed back directly to the two external investigations. He said our university will handle all of those decisions. Those guys are still on staff. They're still on contract with the university. Anything that's decided in that avenue would be decided post-external investigations which, moving forward. Which would be post-season. Yeah, they're they, all done at so, the end of the year. That's, and, that's and what see, I'm hearing. And that's, yes, and that's the thing about Braun here because he, he takes over this position, which is not a winnable spot, not just because of the program he's taking over, but even if he does well, which is defined in probably a, a vastly different way of doing so uh, at Northwestern than many places. But even if he does well, he's, I mean, in all likelihood, the results of the investigations, plus knowing that the coaches are gone, and, I mean, if, if, if the AD, who knows what comes, Michael Schill. So even if you do well, I'd be thinking internally, well, I mean, I've got the opportunity to show what I can do in my leadership qualities, but... If I win three or four games, am I really keeping the gig if they hire a new AD who just got here and now he's gone and I'm hiring a completely new staff? Like the success rate there. And plus, I mean, the staff now is trying to keep the recruiting class together. I'm assuming that's part of it. The, there's no way that happens. Yeah, just forget about it. Uh, yeah. It's, and, and by the I way, I mean, that this sounds, this sounds really odd for a, a coach that's making good money to coach at a Power Five school. But what a waste of time to have to recruit right now. I know. If you're him or that staff, I mean, you are going through the motions. What in the hell are you going to tell a senior in high school about the future of Northwestern? I mean, I could not in good faith try to sell a kid on coming to my program when I don't even know what's next for the program. Like, I'd have a hard time with a straight face putting forth a great effort to get players right now at Northwestern. Isn't that such an awkward spot to be yes. in? Yes. Yeah, if because everything's them? out there in public. The other Everyone's thing, Everyone's talking about this and We haven't this. seen every detail with this. There, it, there will be a lot more that surfaces. And it's not just the football program now. Think of how lawsuits. good he's going to have to be, Braun. I know. Yeah. To retain the job. So he doesn't really know. But he's the only one that may even keep his job. Your entire staff that was under Fitzgerald will be gone at season's end. And even and those, high school kids are online. 
They well, read this stuff. They know what's going on. Their high school coaches know it. They know that if they sign up for Northwestern, they're signing up for they don't know what from a coaching standpoint. Well, it's a bad spot. And you have the AD, Greg, who just got there. You have Shill, the president, who just got there, took the Northwestern job after being the president at Oregon. Uh, and they could both potentially be gone by the end of all this too, based on the findings of the external investigation. And then you have Ron, who's going to be answering more questions than anyone based on it. Davey, what do you think? Well, I was going to ask your guys' opinion on this, but if you're one of the players that obviously opted not to attend this, I mean, wouldn't that be a good opportunity for, unless it actually is the case that this hazing has continued and you constantly see it, but I would want to get out and address this ahead of time. You could talk about moving forward, but I view it as if this is the place that's about to be my alma mater. They always typically send guys that have been in the program for yeah. several years. I would want to go out there and defend this program that I've been a part of in this university. And again, these guys might not be the most media savvy people that want to get in front of a camera, but if I'm given that opportunity, I don't want to sit back and say, no, thanks. But what, but what do we, what do we think? The, the, what do we think the truth is about their involvement well, in hazing, but not, but not or even, knowledge their, not even their knowledge or involvement in it. If they back the program in their university and then details surface that they had no idea about a month or two from now, and they're they're the one they they've been the spokesman for Northwestern more than on camera I'm saying for the national media more than anyone from the university, so I, I think that's also putting them in a a very difficult spot, knowing the questions that they would be uh, asked to answer on behalf of the university who the university's not answering anything, so I, I think they made the right call by not doing it on behalf of them because. Uh, at least they're admitting they don't know what they don't know if, in fact, they have nothing and no knowledge of anything that took place in regards to this. I, I would be thinking, well, I don't know, but, man, they just fired Pat Fitzgerald. So Yeah, and, David, to your point, you know, about why, why would you not want to get out in front of it or speak or just say no thanks, the only way I do that if I'm one of these players is if my honest answer to everyone could be, I mean, I've read the same reports you guys have. I didn't. I haven't seen a thing. We have not done that since I've been here. I, I haven't seen. I can only speak to my experience. I've not been hazed in this way. I haven't seen it. If your answer is anything other than that, you are in a lose lose because you're going to go about it one of two ways. You're going to say, "Yeah, I've been wrong in the past. Other players have been wrong. It's what we learned as underclassmen, and now moving forward, we're going to change and be better. In doing that, mm -hmm. you continue to throw your university and athletic department under the bus. The other option is, yeah, we did. It's not a big deal. I did worse in high school. I've seen worse with other programs. I've seen this happen. And then the national media is going to judge you as someone insensitive, not with the times, a barbarian, whatever you want to call it. So... I just think the only way you win in this is if you can honestly go in and say, I haven't seen any of it, and the fact that they're not there tells me they've probably seen it. Uh, but And experienced it. But even if... so, Whether they cared or not, whether the, it bothered them or not, they've if, probably been a part of it. If they've never seen it, if they're going to say... If, if, if they said they've been a part of it in the past and it's been worse elsewhere and it's not bad, whatever they want to go with, um, the... the the storyline, the the pointing from Michael Schill about why he's not firing the AD is because, well, he just got here and the allegations, by and large, are 
from 2021, uh, the 21-22 season. Well, if that's true, why did it stop all of a sudden? This is a culture problem through the investigation that dates back to 2005. Pat Fitzgerald was still the head coach. He was just fired. Why did the culture switch if, in fact, it just stopped there? Because the players would also have to answer that question if they were bridging the two seasons that the university is saying, well, nothing's been, nothing's really happened over the last year and a half, so everyone's good. Well, there are other questions with that, too, that they would be asked to answer before anyone else. And it's just, they would be the headline. They would be the face of Northwestern, even if they don't want to be six months from now, based on whatever else surfaces. That's the other problem here. Yes. I mean, there's, there's multi-layers of issues with this whole thing. And I just, I think the best possible outcome happened for Northwestern and only the new guy that came over from North Dakota that hasn't been here that long. He's the only one speaking on behalf of that football program and no one else is. That's the best case scenario for Northwestern. Hutton, we do have breaking news uh, as of right now. This coming down from the only sports writer that Dan Dockich likes, Pete Thamel. That's how I'm going to refer to Pete Thamel from here on out. We learned that earlier. Sources, Colorado is in discussions about a move to the Big 12. The school has just completed a board meeting and scheduled another for tomorrow to discuss the move. The Big 12 is also holding a president's meeting tonight where there's expected to be an expansion update. I read this report as it's happening. It's happening. If he's got this much on it and there's this many board meetings and there's a Big 12 meeting tonight, expect by tomorrow morning we'll have firm news that Colorado – is leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 12. And I, I immediately think of primetime, right? Yep. Um, Dion wasn't at Pac-12 media day availability because he had foot surgery. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking there too, like that was you know scheduled, but also on that one day where Colorado would have been center stage for the Pac-12 as well. Uh, it's other- also, um, let's just just broad brush this thing, all right? Not talk about financials of whatever Pac-12 deal, whenever it gets done, media rights, all of that. This makes sense for Colorado. Oh, yeah. They are more of a cultural fit in the Big 12. I think they're natural rivals they're going to have in the Big 12. Geographically, the whole thing, I think Colorado has always felt more like a Big 12 when they were in the Big 12. They feel more like a Big 12 program than a Pac-12 program. So I like this move for Deion Sanders and the football program for every sport at Colorado makes perfect sense. And now I immediately think who's joining them because normally you have two. Well, how many are currently in? Cause I want to say there's like 11. Well, they just added four, right? Yeah. They lost two added four. Let me see the current membership. Cause I feel like they were at an odd number. Then they added an even number. So this may get them back to an even number by adding the one, but I'll I'll double check. Well, in in discussions, it was you know it was a a, a group of four from the Pac-12 that could potentially leave Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado were the four. Um, and right now it's just Colorado being reported. Just Colorado, and this also brings like I'm immediately thinking of okay. So there's 14 right now. There will be 12. Um, and this is after the additions of, of okay. the, the schools we talked about. So I'm also thinking San Diego State didn't get the invite from the Pac-12. They're now getting the money from the Mountain West. 
they're staying put. They're under a two-year agreement now where it's like $36 million to leave over the next two years. And they were more or less taunting or baiting the Pac-12 to give them an invite for this exact scenario, for Colorado leaving for the Big 12. And now they're under a two-year deal to stay and remain as a member of that conference in the Mountain West. All those are, can, can certainly be uh, well, bought out, but it's it's interesting the last two weeks and the headlines there of the perception that the Pac-12 was, was banding together, and now the you have at least family. one breaking away. So twelve now becomes thirteen with Colorado. Typically, when you have a story like this, it comes in pairs. Uh, you know, when right. the, the Texas Oklahoma news broke, it was broke at the same time, right? Broken at the same time. Pete Thamel's a very good college football reporter. He's got good yeah, sourcing got on this. I'm surprised he didn't have the other school, if there is one, involved in this. He may have that tonight or tomorrow. If I'm, there's another one out there that's about to break away. But primetime knows. Doesn't have to be for the, He knows all. It doesn't have to be for the Pac-12 either. No. We've seen crazier things. Dan Z joins us next. We discuss rooting for victory in the United States in competition, regardless of victory. Coming up, we get back into the discussion of the, the news from Pete Thamel that Colorado is in discussions on a potential move to the Big 12. They have uh, scheduled a special board meeting for tomorrow, and the Big 12 presidents and leadership, they're getting together. It's, it's this evening, right? To Tonight, also they're having a second meeting. I'm trying to sift through some of the other news. A second meeting, and then... As early as tomorrow morning or tonight, the Big 12 is going to meet to finalize something. And then Colorado is certainly uh, voting this through if they get the, the invite before the invite, right? That's how this works. No invitation is going to be handed out unless both sides know they're accepting the invitation. Hunt, based on the Thamel report, I'd be shocked if this does not happen at this point, yeah. the way everything is worded. No doubt. Uh, Chad, we – had a discussion last week and it's continuing into this week. Uh, the United States women's national team, uh, very polarizing across the country, but that hasn't stopped us wanting the United States to win uh, in competition on a global scale, especially in regards to the World Cup where the United, United States have been dominant in women's soccer and they're going especially for the Especially against Vietnam, too. Uh, no doubt. In that one. No doubt. Yeah. Now, uh, I haven't watched. I haven't watched them play. But I certainly want the United States to win at everything. And not certainly not rooting against the team uh, based on whatever values or lack thereof with Megan Rapinoe, who I also don't agree with. But I'm not letting her affect my fandom of the country in competition. And you had the rant last week as well that went deeper into this. And there are certainly those who are rooting against this team uh, who represents the United States at the, at the World Cup, where they play tonight, by the way, against the Netherlands. Dan Z wrote a column uh, who had this, the opposite opinion of us, and, and his, he was detailing his, his mental struggle of wanting to cheer on the United States but not wanting to pull for and rooting against the, the team itself and what they stand for. Danzy joins us now. 
Uh, Dan, you, you uh, wanted to chime in. You asked to come on the show. You have the floor, and uh, thanks for coming on. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, wow, that's a tough intro to come into, but yeah, I'll do my best here. Um, my general point is that overall, for the good of the country, I do not believe that winning a Women's World Cup is better for America than what will happen when they win the World Cup and go on another press tour and spread their anti-American ideals. Um, everyone's going to invite them on every show. The platform continues to grow and they push their agenda, which to me is anti-American. Um, I believe that you guys kept saying Rapino as though she's the only one, but she's not. And quite honestly, even if, and I've heard this argument many times, you know, a couple of players don't represent the entire team. Well, where are those players that don't agree? How come they're not standing up and saying, you know, we respect Megan's opinion. However, you know, we're proud to play for this country. My argument is that I don't believe this team as a whole is proud to represent the United States. I think they're playing in the World Cup uh, because it's the biggest stage in soccer. They're trying to make money, gain notoriety and fame, which is perfectly fine, by the way. This is capitalist America. Go get your money. I've got absolutely no problem with that. But I also don't think it means I have to root for them. And I think ultimately the point comes down to the negative of them winning outweighs the positive. Well, look, first off, have you ever served our country, Dan? I'm, I'm not sure. Have no, you? No, sir. Okay, I haven't either. Have you ever won any international cups, medals, anything for the United States? No, sir. Okay, neither have I. So just same, full self-awareness here. I, I can only speak from my own personal experience. I've never represented the United States in anything. I, I don't like Megan Rapino. I, I think kneeling during the anthem and saying the things she does is ludicrous. And it does no good. And I disagree with her. Now, I will read part of your column, though, because you asked the question. Ultimately, does rooting against them make someone un-American? No, it doesn't. In fact, I might argue it's the most American thing that one can do. Why? Because you're exercising your inherent right to freedom of speech. One of the most important ideals in this country. Wouldn't Megan Rapinoe ask you that question and say, isn't that what I'm doing? Exercising my freedom of speech? So now you, you and you want other Americans to root against her for exercising her freedom of speech? Freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom from consequence, though. So you might take my freedom of speech and what I wrote and say, hey, I don't like you anymore because of this opinion. And that is perfectly fine. So she can have her right to free speech, and she certainly does. And then my right is to judge her accordingly. And that's where I land on the issue. I don't I mean, we could make the case that, yeah, she's just exercising her right to free speech, but she's using that to prove to push anti-American ideals. Now, I'm not saying she should be thrown in jail for that, because remember, freedom of speech just protects you from government intervention. It doesn't provide you from protection from corporate America or the thoughts of other people in this country. But here's where I come to I'm not letting her freedom of speech and consequences impact my rooting for the United States and in sports competition. I don't have to root for her ideals and, and her own view of her personal values as she sees them. But I'm not going to let that affect me canceling 
my passion for wanting to see the United States kick everyone's ass in competition. Yeah, and, and you, you mentioned something about, you know, what's, that's not what's good for America. I, I can absolutely tell you what's not good for America is to continue this spin cycle of answering ridiculous behavior on one side by doing the same exact thing. Here's the deal, Dan. I am consistent on this, okay? I'm anti-cancel culture. So I hate it when people go after Jason Aldean for writing a song they disagree with and want him canceled, just like I think it's ridiculous to boycott Bud Light because someone doesn't like a marketing decision they made. I, I'm against all that. I don't like Megan Rapino kneeling for the anthem, but I think Americans and good Americans should answer that by saying, you know what? I disagree with her politically, but I'm going to be a better American and a bigger person and still cheer on Julie Ertz who had a kid two years ago and stood for the anthem the entire time when her teammates knelt. I, I'm going to root for that. I'm going to root for what America could be, and not because I really dislike Megan Rapino. I don't know what all the other players have said. I'm sure others have said idiotic things. But instead of just this tennis match back and forth of, I dislike you so much, I'm going to do the exact same thing and try to justify it, Let's rise above it and say, this is the beauty of America. Here we have someone that most Americans disagree with, yet America is so good and strong, they still put on the red, white, and blue, even though they politically disagree with someone. I would love to get to that place. Obviously, we're nowhere near that. Where I would take a little bit of issue, though, is that nowhere in my piece do I say that people who choose to root for the women's team, as you two have both expressed, do I have any negative thoughts towards you? Um, I think actually the bigger issue when it comes to as far as America and the dialogue is the part when people then turn your words and make you out to be evil or somehow there's something inherently wrong with you. Uh, the name calling, for example, that we all get super uh, upset about when you know we might criticize a black quarterback and it's like, oh, you're just saying that because you're a racist or we might fight for Women, uh, men not playing women's sports. Oh, you're a transphobe. To me, it's the exact same thing when someone says to me, oh, you're not rooting for the U.S. women's team. You're an American. You're not patriotic. I don't agree with that. I don't agree that it's right to name call or judge. I mean, you could judge my opinion. That's fine. You can have your thoughts about it. But like I said, nowhere in my piece that I say that anyone who's doing the opposite of me is wrong, is morally below me, nothing like that. I'm just telling you where I stand on the issue. That's exactly what I always try to do is tell you how I'm feeling. And I have to be honest with myself. And when I sat down and I looked at this, I said, I'm rooting against the U.S. women's team. Like, I know it. I can feel it. When I'm watching games, I'm like, I don't want this team to win. I do not want them pushing this agenda more and more and more on America. And them winning only serves to further that. And so, like I said, I think ultimately their winning the World Cup is a net negative more than it is a net positive. And okay. I'm rooting for America and against the women's soccer team. Yeah, no, look, it's it, fair. And, and I don't think you're unpatriotic or un-American or any of that. I think there's a lot of hypocrisy that goes around. And it's not just you. It's almost with, with everything of – I because everything you're saying right now, I don't want her to espouse her views. I don't want more of this far-left rhetoric out there. These are the same things that people that wanted Donald Trump canceled and wanted elections overturned would argue, I can't stand this guy speaking for me 
on the global stage, or I can't stand Jason Aldean being allowed to have concerts and being seen as an American, and I would just like to end all of that all together, and we, can, we all are, you know, I would think, relatively intelligent people with a brain of our own that we don't have to parrot things that are out there. We can come up with our own determination and come up with our own ideas about things. Ideas are going to exist no matter what. I don't want to let Megan Rapinoe's ideas that I don't agree with just like you about on almost anything. I wish she'd stand up and say, you know what? Men shouldn't compete against women. And I'm saying this is a global female superstar. It shouldn't happen. I wish she would say that. I can't get her to say what I want her to say. So my response is not going to be, well, I now I hope Julie Ertz loses. And I hope all the other players in that team, I hope they don't win, even though they've sacrificed and put in the work and they're representing the U.S., I hope all the other woman that's standing in this photo that we're showing right now, I hope she loses. And anyone else who may disagree, I don't know what all of them think. I think we can all agree that we disagree with Megan Rapinoe, but I don't want that to a- allow people to say, well, now I-, I-, I don't like America, and I want these other countries, which, oh, by the way, what do we think the, Netherland thinks of- the Netherlands thinks about America, their next opponent? What would they say about our country? Oh, I'm sorry. You're asking me that. That felt a little bit rhetorical. Yeah, whoever, whoever wants well, to answer yeah, that. Or Vietnam or Vietnam any or any any of the opponents. They probably have worse thoughts than than they do about the United States. Yeah, I, I uh, don't. Go ahead, Dan. We've got a couple no, minutes I left, just, so you get final word here. I just don't. I don't. I guess I don't see how that's ex- extremely relevant. At the end of the day, we're talking about a soccer match, and I think a lot of you know comparing this to wars and on all that is in and of itself is a mistake. I mean, we're, we're talking about a soccer game. Well, but, and day. that's exactly my point because sports unites; it doesn't divide, and uh, I, I, we care too much about what other people think or what people are doing if they're you know if they have their hand over their heart if they're passionately singing along to the anthem like we're you know uh who's singing in church who's praying with their eyes closed and who's who has them open uh look i uh, knowing all that it comes down to the united states red white and blue and the anthem the flag the country uh whoever's representing i hope it's the best at what they do on the pitch on the diamond on the field whatever on the court and you know i'm not judging the individual in that moment i'm rooting on the united states in competition against any other country in the world and for that time period i want whoever's representing us to win now if that doesn't mean i want the ideals and logic or lack thereof in my opinion from what many are saying on that team to come to fruition but either way they've already got their they've got their platform Either way, um, I don't want the platform to be that Vietnam won. And I think some people, I'm not saying you, I think some people, uh, you know, wouldn't mind looking up a score and seeing them lose. I'm not one of them. All I want is for them to stand up if they win the World Cup and say, we did this for America. And unfortunately, we've never heard those words come out of their mouth. And that's, you guys keep saying like, they're representing us. They're representing us. I don't, I don't believe that they are. And I I honestly think that if you ask the majority of the U S women's team, Hey, you guys, we're going to allow you to play under just an independent name rather than play as you know, the United States. And you can still compete in the world cup. I, I honestly believe many of them would be like, yes, let's do that. Well, they would have said that by now. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a stretch to say that they're they don't represent everything United, else. United States. I, I don't want to get into this contest of like you know I'm more American than you or they're less American than us and and all that stuff. I mean, I think we can all agree that we disagree with Megan Rapino. I would also say this: one final point on Megan Rapino. If they win another World Cup, I in part laugh because it makes her look worse. Because she constantly bitches about human rights with women and all this stuff in America, and yet we continue to dominate on a global stage because of how we treat our women in sports. And I have two daughters that are going to play sports. One already does play sports, and they have an advantage in this country, and I love the global stage, at least seeing that part of it. Dan, keep giving your uh, honest opinion, as you always do. We appreciate you, man. At and uh, again, anytime you want to come back on the show, you're more than welcome. You know that. Thanks, guys. Much respect. Go USA. Dan Z. Thanks, Dan. Dan Z. Uh, again, you can read the column. It's good we'll man. Good link sport. Link it up as well on social. Outkick.com is where you can find it. Colorado about to bounce to the Big 12. Details next on the report from Pete Thamel. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow here on the Outkick Network. Pete Thamel with the report that Colorado and the Big 12 seems like it's going to happen. Here, it, 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 the official report and the tweet from Thamel. Colorado is in discussions about leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 12 per ESPN sources. There's uh, a just completed board meeting and one scheduled for tomorrow on the topic. There's a Big 12 President's Meeting tonight, which will cover expansion per sources. So here we go. Colorado back to the Big 12. And Chad, this ties in. Uh, Jim Williams, who we've had on, uh, media consultant, seven-time Emmy award-winning um, producer and director. He He's on top of all of the the partnerships, the contracts, the money, and the television rights. He's been covering the Pac-12's deal, or lack thereof, and where it's headed and why it's been a stalemate. He put this out two days ago, uh, uh, Monday morning. What I'm hearing, Stanford and Arizona sources both expect to see numbers as early as this week from the long-awaited media deal. And in parentheses, he says, tell me if you've heard that before. It could come down to money versus linear reach. More money, less linear. More linear, less money. Colorado, for the moment, staying put. Now, I'm reading into this, for the moment, staying put. Is this, Chad, Colorado waiting to see these numbers? And here we are, middle of the week, when... If Stanford and Arizona sources were telling Jim Williams that they were expecting to see the numbers for the new rights agreement, the potential to vote it in early this week, and that didn't happen, does Colorado just be like, well, you keep saying we're going to see them. Uh, we've got an option, and we're going to go ahead and make it happen now because the grant of rights, we're not under any penalty to bolt if we so choose right now. Same goes for all the, the, the programs and the universities currently in the Pac-12, but there was a there was a report about the ten sticking together, like there had been some agreement with a grant of rights that was just 
already approved, and they were waiting on some unity. They were, yeah, they were waiting on the conference to come back with exactly what the parameters would be for the new TV rights deal, the new media deal. So something's gone on to where Colorado's just like it's it's no longer worth waiting. Yeah, at some point, you can talk about the new stadium or the new facility or anything like that. And you can talk and talk and talk and get people excited. But then you got to show a shovel in the ground. Or you got to show the framework up, right? Yeah. Uh, You can't constantly talk about the omelet and never break any eggs. So some hard hats. Maybe, just maybe, Colorado is looking at George Klyavikov and saying, keep talking, but you're not showing us anything. There's no deal done. And you're being very secretive about what the deal is, so we don't know what it is. So we're going to take the guaranteed money. Uh, with the with the Big Twelve, which we think is a better option, M- maybe that's part of it. I- I'm very interested in what is also on the table for the Big Twelve. Are they adding another team to to even it out? They're going to twelve now. They'll be at twelve after this year once Texas and Oklahoma leaves. So is that part of it? We got another story breaking from our friends at Front Office Sports, and I got multiple texts last night from people in Nebraska asking me if I heard about P.J. Fleck getting fired today mm. at Minnesota. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Why would he be fired? And they said, oh, there's just this, there's rumors about a big story breaking that they're going to have to self-investigate at Minnesota. Okay. A.J. Perez, friend of the show that we need to get on with the breaking news, mm-hmm. front office sports. Former players, staff revealed troubling allegations of toxic culture under P.J. Fleck. Several players interviewed described a cult-like atmosphere since Fleck arrived at the school, and Minnesota Athletic Department says that the claims that workouts were used as punishments are not true. I've not read the story. Just as a headline, this doesn't rise to me as something he's going to be fired over. More just bad press for the program and for Fleck, who's always been seen as a pretty eccentric you know, guy in the way he speaks. Row your boat. Yeah, the whole thing. It, that None of this, what I've read, at least in the headline, surprised me, but we haven't had a chance to read the story. It just broke. But yet another news story breaking. I'm guessing the timing of this is in advance of P.J. Fleck at Big Ten Media Days tomorrow. Yeah. Just He's like, going to be asked about this now tomorrow. Just like Harbaugh is there today, and he, you know, was just, we've learned yesterday he's got a four-game suspension he's facing. He's negotiating with the NCAA. Um, yeah, I, I wait on the details of this. Because a first blush with Pat Fitzgerald, it was like, oh, he's not, they're not going to fire Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah. And then it leads to that. I mean, there are a lot of different, just random bad headlines for the Big Ten right now. Like just, and, and, and team to team from Michigan, now Minnesota. Uh, we've seen the, the, you know, the, some of the betting things that have gone on uh, during baseball season. And, of course, what's happening at Northwestern. So, A.J. Perez has sent out another string of tweets about this Minnesota. He said it's a month-long investigation by him. said he spoke to several former players who weren't directly quoted. Others have now reached out since the story went live. My DMs are open if you want to communicate. Um, Also says, while not singling out football or any other University of Minnesota sport, front office sports obtained a 2018 report from an investigation that found, quote, there have been incidents where exercise 
has been used as punishment for student athletes. Isn't that doesn't that happen yeah. everywhere? That I, happened with my middle I, school I, basketball team. You you yes. run you run suicides for punishment yes. for missing a free throw or missing a box out assignment. I, I don't know that's yeah. anything crazy. That, that doesn't sound uh, crazy. That that sounds like every program. Yeah, this sounds like yeah, soft. But, anyway, but that's uh, the only also, detail so far. Well, is that one thing. And one other tweet just came down. There were 400-yard bear crawls or having to do burpees until you threw up, one former player told Front Office Sports. The school counterclaims, quote, the football program as, the football program as punishment are simply not true. Exercise in the football program is punishment. Again, but, we'll have to read the reports and see what's going on. Yeah, that, that sounds very minimal. If that's the headline, then probably it's pretty minimal. minimal. And I'm High guessing now, programs. if P.J. Fleck is tomorrow, he's going to have time to get his messaging right. Yeah, or just yeah, just say, yeah, we, we, uh, we run gassers here. You know? yeah, if, you, if, you're, if you're soft, don't, don't come be we, a gopher. We run the bleachers. Then we <laughs> row the boat. <laughs> if you have a problem with working out until you throw up, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Illinois is the place for you and not Minnesota. Uh, while we're uh, the Big Ten, we'll tie it back into the Pac-12 through Jim Williams. Um, so there, the reason for the quote-unquote unity, I think in large part, has to do with Washington and Oregon. Because Jim Williams, through people that he has talked to at Michigan and Penn State, that uh, th- those sources are telling him that the Big Ten does not plan to expand until they see how things work out with Southern Cal and with UCLA, and then how the NBC contract with Notre Dame comes together full in, in, in total. So he's translating that, and he's told, Oregon and Washington are not going anywhere anytime soon, and they know that. But meanwhile, the Big 12 has been waiting on Colorado. The timing of this is very interesting because Big 12, they could have done this two months ago if they wanted to. And now you have it at the very end of July. Um, I, and, and, and what was it, two weeks ago? The report was, Chad, that the Pac-12's new media rights deal was going to be on par with the Big 12 and the ACC. Well, It, it was going it, to be in that range. And, this, and, and we were like, if that's the case, they're going to be fine. Yeah, but is this just a complete curveball from Colorado that's going to screw up everything they've been working on with their media rights deal? Or is this something that was assumed that they've been operating under the assumption that they're leaving but it, and they're getting the deal without them. But it would be, wouldn't it be San Diego State that would be that program that they would have brought in if they knew Colorado was leaving? It feels more like Colorado's screwing them by doing this and not that they had any knowledge before that it's happening. That's just a guess based yeah, on the formal report and what we know. Or Colorado wants the Big 12 meteorites type money and they've seen, they're the. The Big 12 wants them. The Big 10 would want Oregon and Washington. And, the, you know, we could go through school by school. But it's all about when you're getting the invitation. Big 10 doesn't seem like they're handing out invites. The Big 12 is. And Colorado knows that if they take it, they're going to get more than whatever this Pac-12 money is. Again, that's first blush for me. Because if it's the same, then what's the incentive of doing anything right now if the 10 are staying together in what's going to be a new grant of rights? That's you just don't jump to a conference of a lateral move unless you think the one you're in is eventually dead. That's the signal to me. 
from yeah, Colorado yeah, standpoint. And Plus, I mean, think I mean, if you're just looking at it from a college football playoff perspective and trying to get in from the Pac-12 now versus the Big 12. If I'm just looking at this, you know, who if there was a big fish that the Big 12 could land right now, if they get Colorado, isn't it Utah? Yeah. But to that, go with yes. them? Because then you've got BYU, Utah, now in the Big 12. You've got the Holy War every year. That is a conference game for the first time ever. First time in a while. And Colorado, I mean, those mountain states, to add that to the Big 12, that would be a huge get. But based on reports that we just talked about from Jim Williams and others, the Pac-12 is supposedly have some level of solidarity for this media rights deal. I'm not buying it. Uh, not based on the Stamel report. So if Colorado, I don't, is Colorado the outlier? That's the big question. And what's on the horizon? And maybe you just know that the direction they're going or the, the short-term play and whatever the rights agreement would be, maybe it's on par, but it's only for a handful of years instead of a long-term solution. You know, maybe, you know, as, as one reporter put it, you don't start building the ark uh, when it starts raining. You do it before that. And that's a, this is a signal that Colorado's doing that. They, I think that's a good way to put it. They were doing it. some woodworking but, while they were searching for a, a media deal for the Pac-12. And, 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 and Thamel may just be getting the Colorado confirmation. I'm sure, I mean, if you're having a, an emergency, not an emergency meeting, but you're calling a special session to have everyone vote and, and figure out the direction you want to go if you're extending an invitation for a school and a program, you're discussing more than one, aren't you? While you're there. I mean, I would think so. And you haven't they but already done that? But then the whole too, San Diego right? State thing doesn't make sense. I know. And is yeah. there another one? Yep. And Utah's been quite the Pac-12 loyalist, so it would make a ton of sense to send them to uh, to join Colorado. I mean, as they uh, take on the invitation to the Big 12, whenever that comes, it sounds like that's happening. So the editor and publisher of WildcatAuthority.com, which is a big uh, Arizona site says just now Colorado is likely to move within the next 48 hours. No surprise. Also, there's another school in the Pac-12 beyond the rumored four corners that will surprise people and is seriously contemplating a jump to the Big 12. Now, I saw this because Jeff Schwartz, NFL, longtime NFL player, now a member of the media, retweeted that. He is an Oregon Duck alum and says, I don't often comment on speculation, but this has to be Oregon as a surprise school to leave for the, for the Big 12. That's massive. We just pass along the news. Sometimes we make it. Sometimes we pass and it that, along. And then that also it gets the message out there that Jim Williams said on Monday that they're not considering adding anything to the Big 10 until they figure out how it goes with USC and UCLA. You say that if, in fact, Oregon's not the team that is going to accept they're, they're already going to the Big 12 and you knew it. Again, Craziness. And here we are for a third consecutive year with teams hopping around in conference realignment. I think we'll a have lot more, of news, meetings more in news July. tomorrow, Hutton. We'll a have lot more of meetings news. in July yep. in the Power Five with the presidents and administrators. Yeah, we're back at it tomorrow. Hope you'll join us. Three o'clock Eastern each and every weekday afternoon. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow right here on the Outkick Network. <laughs>